0: Got one
1: California here we come right back where we started from Pussy spray guns your shadow wizard gun driving down the 101 California here we come right back where we started from California
0: Welcome to the OCD bitch the show where we take an episode by episode in depth book in the seminal and underrated primetime soap opera at the early aughts, The O.C. I'm your host for the evening, and I'm so glad to welcome you into the boudoir. My name is Mike, and with me is my boudoir partner, Ryan.
1: And this is not also my boudoir. Like, you have called me out of my own boudoir to enter into- your
0: boudoir is down the hall and to the left.
1: And now we're in your boudoir, which has a musk. Like, I can almost see the smell. Like, what is this?
0: How would you describe it in sight? And then, how would you describe it in sound?
1: I would say that it is like uh, uh, fire chips, like chips that would like be in a fire, um, oh. if they uh, thank you slowly fell out of Satan's dick.
0: So that is the visual, mm-hmm. and how does the smell sound?
1: It's it's so much like. I've never walked into a wall of smell before, like, but like the smell is so hardcore that like I I run into it and then I am taken aback. I am taken aback.
0: Yeah, I've mostly just been spraying a, a combination of my own design, which is uh, High West Campfire mixed with Axe Body Spray, mixed with uh, just charcoal rocks. What sprinkling it around the room? What do
1: you do when you sleep in your boudoir? Like, do you uh, have a bunch of? I sleep
0: hard. I, I run night marathons. Like, I'm not that active, but sleeping me is just like a solid 26.2 in bed, just like a like Homer Simpson going whoop, 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 in place
1: I just want to let listeners know that uh hey guys you all have BO but it's like it, it's it's mostly mild like deodorant will fight that back mm-hmm. what Mike has going on in his boudoir Moi is caliente. is something else yes
0: what would what would you describe your must this is
1: a Taco Bell taco spread come to life oh and,
0: that's rude and, that just means free diarrhea and it wants
1: revenge on the people that killed its taco spread parents
0: (laughs) that's fair i think that's accurate
1: oh when i go to sleep um what happens when i go to sleep is that i gently rest my head on a pillow and uh one uh one feather comes out of the pillow and sort of smells like a feather and that is really all that you will be smelling is that one gentle scent of that one feather
0: uh, d- doesn't your sleep also, at least if not, smell like, sound like the heaviest heaviest garbage? Because all you do is rewatch Everybody Loves Raymond.
1: Yes, no, that was that was a good one because uh, you think that I watch Everybody Loves Raymond so often that you will take some obscure reference, this one line from one episode of Everybody Loves Raymond, and then think that my musk, my stink is uh, it smells like that one line from Raymond.
0: Deborah! Ryan, we of course are not here to talk about everybody loves Raymond or Deborah. Is there a podcast for that? To talk about everybody <laughs> listens to Raymond. I
1: think so. I hope so. If not, uh I'm ready and I'm available and I will <laughs> For the low, low you price might have of
0: a bill of goods to sell you.
1: Seventeen thousand dollars an episode. I will come on your Everybody Loves Raymond show.
0: That's fair. I think that's that's market price. What is the, the the phrase, sell you a bill of goods? That means bad, but isn't that, like, I want a receipt. Why is that, why does it mean bad?
1: I think, well, I mean, I think it's uh, similar to, like, I will uh, sell you some oceanfront property in Phoenix, Arizona. It's like, if I'm going to sell you a bill of goods, uh, there that bill of goods is actually going to be a bill of bads. Like, I fucked, I fucked you up on that one.
0: Oh, it's one of those lies. Yeah. Got it. I get it. I understand sayings in human language. Ryan, who would you say your second least favorite family member in the greater Cohen family
1: is? My second least favorite Cohen. Uh man, I guess it's Seth? No, wait, Haley? This is your first? Uh, is it Haley?
0: I don't know. I was going to try to lead you into uh the Nana.
1: Oh, absolutely Nana, not. Right? She is my number fucking one and if you thought that she might be below one based on the first episode that she was in, Welcome to the second episode, The Return of the Nana, where, my God, Linda Lavin is a spectacular actress. No one burns your ass, and you have to take a knee and say, hey, that was delivered well, and I'm not even going to fire back because of how perfect that was. Linda Lavin is the shit.
0: What's great about The Nana Returns is uh, <clears throat> Kirsten's not there, so she's not a monster, She's just, like, funny and burning, and then she also has a human side. The walls are a little down. We
1: get a little bit, though, and I don't want to ruin your breakfast nook intro, but we get a little bit of the Nana's on the phone, Kirsten's the breakfast Mm -hmm. nook, and they're both like, no, fuck, please don't let me.
0: Uh, We'll just dive right into the Nana Returns. Tonight on the OC, Ryan, Sandy, Seth, and Ryan travel to Miami to visit the Nana. After she tells Sandy she is getting married, Meanwhile, back in Newport, Kirsten, left on her own to deal with her feelings with Carter. Meanwhile, Trey misinterprets Mercer's friendship as a sexual advance, let's put it lightly. Also, Zach invites Summer to a home-cooked dinner at his house, surely the most shocking thing in this entire episode. All that and more on tonight's The OCD. Ryan, let's open up in the breakfast nook, Bright Eyes has two albums on the top ten list. Let's Let's dig into it.
1: Hold on a second here. Now, Bright Eyes is very clearly in OC, Josh Schwartz, Seth Cohen band. Yeah,
0: Death Cab last week, Bright Eyes this week. You can't escape us. We are Legion. Bum, 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 bum.
1: Do you like your rock and roll with mostly cries and no rock or roll? Welcome to the OC where that's how we talk about music. What the fuck happened here? Did this literally happen on the Billboard charts this week when the show came out and they had no choice but to mention it?
0: It must have. He came out with a uh, not a double album, but two albums at once. Uh, Digital Ash and Digital Earn, and I'm Wide Awake, It's Morning. And both of them are fucking phenomenal. Most people really didn't like Digital Ash because it got weed, weird and bleep-lorpy, but I think it is underrated.
1: I feel like that you are bearing the lead here because nobody gives a shit how good the Bright Eyes albums were. All Bright albums are uh, Bright Eyes albums are the same. No. They are Bright Eyes albums. Nobody cares, but apparently Seth and probably Josh Schwartz were like, oh my God, my precious little music is now mainstream and I don't know what to do with my personality because my personality revolves completely around the music I like. And then they put it in the show.
0: Wasn't he pumped?
1: No, he was he not was pumped. to Ryan? I mean, he was like, well, I guess everyone likes Seth now. Everyone likes Seth music now. Mm. But you know that he was, it, it hit him in the heart.
0: That's dumb. That's super dumb because... I don't know if it's the Billboard. I, I guess it would be like it's Pitchfork's top 10. Like nobody, the real world was not paying attention to these two albums.
1: But Atwood, and I don't want to get to Atwood being Atwood, but Atwood did it best by saying, who keeps a shit about whatever the fuck you're singing? Like, I don't know what you're <laughs> saying right now.
0: Why doesn't he say that to everything Seth says always? That, uh, Tet Tet is interrupted with a phone call. Uh, the Nana calls and Seth opens up and says, "Hey, Nana, how you feeling?" And the best response ever, she says, "If you really cared, you would have called me from time to time."
1: My God, I love the Nana. My would God, I love the, the Nana. Nana? Would I date her? I think I'm not a Bobby. I'm not like a very tanned-looking, gray-haired gentleman. But uh, I think right away we know that because even in '04 or '05 or whenever this took place, don't call. And if somebody calls, don't pick up the phone because then you're gonna have to talk to somebody.
0: Yeah. That means, means it's an old person. To just talk to nobody ever. Yeah. Especially if they're calling like at 7 in the morning before school. So Nana lets, uh, they, they try to do the phone pass and she doesn't want to talk to anybody. Nobody wants to talk to her except for Sandy who kicks up the octave and decibel level more than normal when, every time he talks to his mom.
1: If the phone actually made it to Kirsten, which I think was Seth's original plan. Oh, I'm going to give mm-hmm. it to my mom. They hate each other. They are mortal enemies. What do you do if you're Kirsten? Like, talking on the phone is already terrible. And then she, I guess I would just be like, hey, you're on Kiki and the, the toilet yeah. flush.
0: I, you, you talk just enough small bullshit. Oh, is Miami still hot and sweaty? Until Sandy walks in and you can pass it off. Or you're doing the small talk while sprinting towards where you think he is in the house.
1: See, I would go the opposite way. I'd be like, hey, Nana, I had a lot of diarrhea. And I refuse to flush. Make her try to get off the phone. Don't let her bully you off. Bully her off the phone.
0: What I what I love about the Nana is uh Seth is like, oh, mom can't because oh here's dad. And t- he says something about saving everybody from an awkward moment. She's like, except for you. Like she did she rubs Seth's face in that shit.
1: Hey Nana, I found a sheep that I just refused to fuck. And then I was like, no, I'm gonna fuck it. And then I <laughs> fucked it.
0: Wait, are you being Seth?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is Seth with Nana.
0: <laughs> this is I'm not okay with this direction.
1: Well Nana uh, wants to talk to Seth so bad. Why doesn't Seth make it so like Nana doesn't want to talk to Seth?
0: Uh so it turns out that Nana is getting married. And do you remember Sandy's reaction?
1: Sandy is like, okay, uh that's uh that's probably full of shit, but hopefully no, it will y-
0: You're burning through it. it. It's a perfect sentence of I love my mother, but who else would?
1: Oh yeah, that's pretty good.
0: That's way better than like Arr. Uh, and Ryan says he can't go because Marissa and Trey exist, which is weird foreshadowing.
1: And so Seth takes it upon himself to say, look, Ryan doesn't do a lot of the things I do all the time, but I think I'm going to double down on this one. Seth says, I'm going to choose this moment to like get in there and get Ryan to go with me.
0: Mm-hmm. And his pitch is, the old dudes that Nana hangs out with love me. They always eat dinner early. They play old man games. It'll be great. And Ryan's like, Have you met me ever? I want to do pull ups in a flaming house.
1: (laughs) To which Ryan says, Yeah, I'm not down with hanging out with a bunch of old people. But then Seth uses the ultimate card, the ultimate Trump card, if we can still use that word. Um, It would really make Sandy happy. And then Ryan's like, All right, you fucking asshole.
0: And the show, Seth is not subtle, but the show is like it moves along. There's not a big talk. It's just like, it's. I I think it's a very quick way of showing how much Sandy means to Ryan. Mm. Like we haven't had a lot of interactions with them lately but boom.
1: Uh And I sort of like that Ryan knows that uh it won't mean that much to Sandy for Ryan to go, but it will mean a lot to Sandy to just keep Seth away from him. Like yeah, he knows, I just
0: need a distraction.
1: Yeah. Uh Ryan knows that uh Sandy much like everyone hates Seth and I'll I'll be that I'll be that go between. Uh
0: so Seth goes to tell Summer that Miami is happening, and she is pissed. Uh, She's also in the middle of boxing. She's taking up boxing now. She's furious, and then she asks for a timeout. Now- The party debacle of last episode.
1: Let's be honest. Seth could have said anything. He did say Miami, the partiness town in Partyville. But if he said, I need to go anywhere, uh, Summer was ready to say, it's probably break time.
0: Yeah, I need to go to Omaha to see where Bright Eyes recorded those last two albums that just went top 10, and she would be- I guess, understandably furious, if you're you, I'd love it. I get it. They called it emo ha back then, Ryan, because so many good emo bands are coming out.
1: When you watch Summer in her gym clothes with the bag up, are you thinking she is pissed now, but she's going to make it work, or she might be done with Seth?
0: It seems like she might be done. She's on the precipice. There's like, we don't see. A photocopy of his face stapled to that punching bag, but in her mind's eye, it's definitely, that's what she's been punching.
1: And hey, TV characters, from here on out, if you're upset at someone, please print out a picture of whoever you're <laughs> upset with and put it on your dartboard or your punching bag.
0: Just let us know. I that, don't want to guess. That's how we know. Uh, uh, Marissa has the normal response, and she's like, yeah, have fun. I'll help Trey find a job, I guess.
1: Yeah, Marissa is like, oh my god, that sucks, Ryan, you're leaving because I love making out with you, and that's what we should be doing this entire weekend. But I am, of course, the cool girlfriend, and that's totally fine, and because you were going to do this thing with your brother, which is helping get a job, I'll hang out with your brother, and that can only go fine. That will totally be okay.
0: Is this eight weeks of him trying to find a job now?
1: Yeah, for sure. Instead
0: of a job, he found a watch. Instead of a job, he found an egg.
1: I mean, this is... Week eight. If it was week seven, it'd be like Ryan was like, Hey, I'm sorry. I I can't leave Marissa because Trey wants a bag of Funyuns and can't find one. Marissa's like, I will help him find that bag of Funyuns. I will will do this thing.
0: I will make sure each Funyun goes on one of his fingers and he knows how to eat that finger Funyun off. Uh, Meanwhile, speaking of Trey, uh, it's in the morning and Jess comes by with uh, tequila and sex. She brings Don Julio and goes, Hey, you've been in prison a long time. In my head, They've fucked at least four times on the show. Yeah. So it was very odd for them to have this conversation.
1: Is this poor writing or is this, like, Fox airing shows out of order? Because there's no way that Trey and Jess have not done the nasty. I guess
0: they're, like, they're trying to say they've only done hand in mouth stuff. They've only gotten <laughs> hand-and-mouth disease before this.
1: But Trey is like, oh, this girl will have sex with me again. Oh, look, Jess will have sex with me for the seventh time. I guess yeah. I'm very interested.
0: But it's... What if she? This is their foreplay. She does the. You just got out of prison. She like keeps wanting to roleplay. He's like, I've been out. I have kids. I work at a bank. What are you
1: doing? And then after watching this entire episode, I bet Trey is looking at Jess walking into his bedroom, thinking, I bet this girl won't make fun of me, and like if I have the hots for another girl, won't fucking point a finger at me and belittle you me as. Na, 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 na. Oh, bananas, uh, oh bananas! Oh bananas! Oh bananas!
0: <laughs> oh bananas! Oh bananas! uh, so that's where everybody's at. To start with, Ryan, who do you want to dive into first? Mike My- the mirror, our last episode into Kiki and Carter or somebody else.
1: You know what, dude? I am so excited for Carter to be gone. I want him to rocketeer right out of our lives that yes, let's do that.
0: The gentlemen headed to Miami are not out of the driveway before Kiki sprints the phone and dials Carter up to see what he's up to this weekend.
1: And Kiki's like, bye. I'm totally waving bye. I'm not thinking about anybody else. I'm not thinking about anybody else. Let me just run to the house. Let me grab the phone as fast as I can and just dial numbers like, uh, fear as fast as I can.
0: As fast and furious as she can. Uh, her and Carter meet up at work at the magazine. And before she can be like, hey, I'm alone all weekend, he gives her a three-day notice uh, he got a new job. He expected the Newport Living to be the nail in his coffin. Like, he would be washed up and nobody would want him. And instead, they've done good enough work that we've yet to see that a real newspaper magazine in New York wants to hire him.
1: You know, that Carter guy is pretty good at magazine making. If he could just not get shit-faced on two bottles of brown per night, I bet we can hire him to, like, be uh, work at our magazine. And he did it. He is did it, it
0: rehab mag? I guess you gonna dry him out. And so th- And then he's like, I hope you think I'm not jumping ship. And she's like, Yeah, but you are. Like, that's a weird thing to say when you're giving three days' notice.
1: But he's like, Yeah, I gotta go. And she's like, Yeah, you gotta go. And they're both like stoked because they get to avoid the situation, but also bummed because why don't we celebrate together tonight and not avoid the situation that we should totally avoid.
0: Yeah, and he's like, celebratory dinner? And she's like, No, come over tomorrow night. And I will cook. And he doesn't know. He doesn't have the dramatic irony that the viewers know that Kirsten is uh, infamous for being a horrible cook.
1: So Kirsten says, why don't you come over to my house? I'll cook. I'll be a good cook. And you know what sucks? Like, you know why we shouldn't go to restaurants? Restaurants don't have, like, 13 or 14 beds in bedrooms that, like, they're not not—they're just not there. So why don't you come over to my house?
0: And he's just like, weird uh, non sequitur. I'm sure that won't come up again. Uh he shows up and they start having a couple bottles of wine. And then it's their hands touch on the next bottle they want to open. And this is when uh, I, I misspoke. Last week I said, Kirsten got so drunk she couldn't open a bottle of wine. This is that moment. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, yeah, we definitely need to eat.
1: So, yeah, they go for it. They both try to open a bottle of wine, which is a very easy thing to do. And their hands touch and then they don't stop touching. Uh,
0: there's a certain point. I forget her whole speech, but she looks at him and she goes, okay. Confession,
1: And I've never heard more of
0: a, we need to fuck right now in a sentence that didn't say that explicitly. Those two words, there's so much tension in them.
1: Even though Sandy is gone and like fighting crime and like solving uh, problems and doing all this wonderful stuff. She's like, well, my hand was on a wine bottle and now your hand is on a wine bottle. And hello mama.
0: Hello. Yeah. It just turns into a villain actress uh carter confesses that he almost didn't take the job because he didn't want to leave and she's like yeah newport's great he's like i fucking hate newport has nothing to do with newport
1: which is stunning to kirsten she's like well what other thing could he mean why else would he not leave
0: And he's like i'm trying to pill a jimmy cooper how do you not get that right now (laughs) uh they do kiss a couple times and then she pushes him away and says good luck with your new job, Carter. And you're like, "Yeah, Kirsten, good decision."
1: Yes, but we've talked about this before on this podcast. How many kisses do you get
0: <laughs> for a Christmas <laughs> present?
1: If you want one single Christmas present. Cuz Kirsten goes in, like, yeah, there is some kissing. And then at some point she's like, "Have fun at your new job, idiot." And then puts a uh, spray paints his face.
0: Which is rude and over the top. Uh, Real talk, and by that I mean real talk for a podcast, uh, because we don't want to get in trouble. How many kisses is a Christmas present worth? How many, like, if you kissed somebody, how many kisses could you get without getting in super trouble?
1: I think that, like... Zero? I I think it's zero. It's like, uh, if you kiss me, I will be like, oh, damn, baby, what are we doing? Well, hello. And then I'll snap my fingers and, like, a bunch of candles light, and then boys to Men start singing, and I'm like... Now we're going to kiss for two and a half hours. And then we just kiss. Or I'll be like. And that's okay. That, that one's fine. Or I'll be like, ew, 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 ew. You're not my wife. What's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, wait. On those two reactions, what is your wife more disturbed
1: by? That's a good question. Because
0: I know mine is the second one.
1: Because <laughs> the thing is that my wife likes being turned on. And in the first one, she's like, yeah, it's I'm sexy. turned on. And in the second one, she's like, I could have married anybody else. Like, yeah. what is going on?
0: Because not only do you
1: uh, whine like Urkel, then you run to her and go,
0: somebody try to kiss me. Can you kiss
1: me to make that go away? So do you think that Kirsten is just doing her requisite amount of kissing that you have to do if you're in a scene like this? Or do you think it's more than that?
0: I think it's one gratuitous amount. Like, if he leans in, I, I, I do, like, the one kiss that a lot of shows do that people freak out about, I do think there's, like, if somebody shakes your hand, it's hard not to shake back. I think it's, like... <laughs> Muscle memory, you kiss and you go. Oh wait, what the fuck? And that's you're in the clear. But they it, it's it, there's several smacking sounds.
1: What about in the mid kiss? Carter was like, just one foot job before I go, and Kirsten hopped up on the uh, the bar and like took her shoes off and just jerked him off with her feet.
0: Look, some people have celebrity lists, like what five celebrities are you let to hook up with. But I do think we need to start having real serious talks about body part lists because some partners just won't do the elbow job I want.
1: Some partners won't do the <laughs> Uh...
0: So Carter does leave looking a little disappointed but also like he's he's played this sleaze ball as true and narrow as a sleaze ball can like always like yeah I get it. Yeah, but now but- and
1: I don't know if this is like too revealing, but I I did look it up and this is Carter's last episode looking back on his entire arc is he the sleaze ball? I don't know. Yeah,
0: I do feel like he tries to shut it down a lot and then gets thrown signs. He's like, "I don't know." Uh the, the the creepiest part about this storyline is so he leaves and there's like a zoom in on the wine bottle and then like a transposed vodka she switches wine for vodka on the racks and the music gets creepy
1: yeah okay so do you know what we're doing here
0: turning her into M- old, marissa? <laughs>
1: <laughs> old marissa old marissa is coming marissa through at it again. and yes kirsten is not going to fuck carter and that's awesome but kirsten is switching plot lines now and before we get out of this season mike Bad stuff is going to happen. I don't know if you've noticed, but Kirsten will, from time to time, uh, pour another one and another one. And now that the wine has gone to vodka, I think that's a very important thing. Because uh, important people drink wine and shitty fucking homeless asshole... Especially vodka
0: on the rocks? Yeah. Not even even with club soda and lime, but straight on the rocks. Like, I can't get it slowed down with that fizz.
1: The only time I want vodka on the rocks is when you pour it on my balls. And then I'm like, yeah, that's vodka on my rocks. You know what I mean?
0: And then you go, ow, 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 because you just shaved your balls and it hurts a lot. And you actually didn't want that. Well,
1: yeah, plus, why is there so many open sores on my balls?
0: Uh, Don't ask me, man. Do not ask Okay, so you did not put
1: those open sores on my balls?
0: I did not put them there or did I sleepover prank uh Ryan let's take a quick break and when we come back let's just dive right into Miami <laughs> Ryan when they get to Miami Seth is stoked he likes the humidity he likes the old people he instantly vibes with the old guys playing chess and they're so gone they don't know who they're playing chess with and Ryan points out to Sandy that Seth doesn't have many this does not have this many friends at school
1: It's a little weird to me Mike if I'm going to nitpick because um Yeah, like, clearly Seth is a fan of being an old person. Mm -hmm. And he has hung out with all of these old people so many times. But the Nana keeps saying that the family never comes to visit. So when would Seth hang out with these people?
0: When he was younger? I don't know how long the Nana's lived there. Is it just bad writing? Yeah, Seth Uh, knows them by name before he shows up. And they act like they've seen him a bunch.
1: But he says, hey, Saul... Most of them are going to be named Saul. So, like,
0: probably most. Yeah, who cares? Uh, And then when Seth's Gale advancing with his new friends, uh, Sandy's like, And Nana, you remember Ryan? Uh, And here's why points for Nana. She says, Of course, who who could forget those arms?
1: Not all of the drama that you caused my son's family and uh, my son's wife's family and like burning down the house, but those goddamn arms. Look at those arms.
0: Nana wants tickets to the gun show. She is so happy.
1: Is it Nana time, Mike? Can we talk about the Nana?
0: We can talk about the Nana.
1: All right. I I may have already said this, but I am devastated that Linda Lavin is not going to show up again. I fucking love the Nana. The Nana was clearly such an antagonist in her first episode, mm-hmm. just like trying to start fights everywhere. This Nana, Linda Lavin, her voice Her ability to, like, roast when you don't even know that you're being roasted. Her and her son. Like, the Nana and Seth have a great rapport, but the Nana and Sandy Mm -hmm. just sitting at a table, I can't get enough of. I am terrified that this is the last episode that we see of the Nana. I love the Nana.
0: Is it because she dies off air, like, in real life, and they couldn't bring her back, or they just there's too much craziness going on?
1: The, yeah, the crazy thing is that she was supposed to be there for an episode, and so it says starting Linda eleven, uh, but she never appears, and then dies off screen. Everybody looks to the left, and they're like, "Oh my God, Nana oh, died!"
0: God,
1: and she's like, "Ow!" Look, but no, like I don't
0: want "ow" to be anybody's last words.
1: <laughs> Owie, um, banter is hard. And talking fast is hard. And we've all talked about my Jake Peralta problems. That even though I love Andy Samberg, uh, him on Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the worst part of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because his character is entirely, I'm going to talk fast right after you've talked. And I'll just be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. But the Nana has so many words in all of her lines. Linda Lavin, and then delivers them perfectly. I fucking love the Nana.
0: Uh, an interesting insight from the Nana is she asks... Uh, Sandy, how him and Kirsten are doing, and he says, to honest, we've been better. Did you know that Sandy knew something was going wrong?
1: I did not know. No, uh, I think that this episode is quite possibly, as much as I love this episode with all of its whipped cream and whatnot, and we'll get to that, this might be the worst written one. This is the poorest They're just written... hustling stuff along. Yeah, and they, they, they know that what the ending is going to be, what you say, and so they are just hustling things along, and This is an episode of a lot of characters being like, well, you know, uh, I I just know all the things that I shouldn't know.
0: Because, yeah, it's not like, maybe he's like, we've been better. I did tell my wife to sleep with another man. And I thought it was fine, but I thought about it more, and maybe I'm not taking her seriously enough. Uh, When he meets Bobby, the uh, paramour, the chiropractor... uh, he instantly, is openly dislikes him. Bobby's like, oh, you look way too young to have a son this old. No offense. And Sandy just like, Sandy, who likes to cut it up. He likes to joke around. He just goes, why would I be offended? <laughs> I just, Whoa,
1: man, what? He just becomes full-on Christian Bell Batman in the Joker interrogation <laughs> yeah. room.
0: And then, uh, t- speaking of the, the banter's back and forth, so the Nana leaves the table, and Bobby's like, what a pistol. And Sandy goes, I always thought of her more of an AK-47. Still in that... Bale Batman voice, but, like, that's a mean, hilarious thing to say about your mom. I don't know why you think that's a front to the new guy.
1: And then Sandy brings out the CV. What does CV stand for again?
0: Curriculum Verite.
1: He brings it all out, and he's like, by the way, I have been, you know, a low-priced lawyer for the coverts. I know every single policeman. I have worked for, with the FBI. I know how to fly helicopters. <laughs> Uh, I've I met Ethan Hunt from Mission band. Impossible. <laughs> I know how to cut through a jungle with a machete.
0: And then he does... Is this cool or is this like roll your eyes lame? Because he starts off that 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 tirade with being like, I got trust issues. I'm working on it. But I got ways to go. My friends, the cops told me that. My friend Ethan Hunt told me that.
1: <laughs> my friend Ethan Hunt, who's always doing me right and is never trying to fuck me. I would say this. How about this? I sit down with uh, your... Current wife Rabinowitz, and I'm like, Hey Rabinowitz, I've been with the FBI and I love helicopters. Lady. And she's probably gonna say, like, uh, uh, cool for two reasons one, she does not believe a single word I'm saying, two, and two, cool. she probably <laughs> has nothing to hide, right? So, if this work, if this does not work, then Sandy like acted weird for an hour. Why right. did she do that? But if it does work, Bobby hits the bricks and probably forever.
0: Oh, he does. He he calls Nana uh, to say that there's something about a malpractice suit, so he's got to get out of town. So his lie to get away from her is that he is under investigation for malpractice, and it's so bad he must get out of Dodge.
1: And Nana's like, well, how long do you think it'll take? There's a pause. And he probably said, like, 16 years. I don't yeah. know what he said.
0: How long do you think you'll live? Longer than that. Uh but also, she's, like, not mad at Sandy. She just reveals she just didn't want to die alone. Like, she kind of knew Bobby wasn't on the I was like, That's so sad.
1: I think this is the pressure of hanging out, of having a son or a whatever that is Sandy because she's pissed that Sandy straight up ruined her relationship. Right. Like, made Bobby go away. But then we go to the next scene, and she's like, yeah, I knew you were going to Sandy that. I sort of, in the back of my head, thought that Bobby might may have been, like, you know, like – a Floridian half-alligator, half-denim <laughs> shorts like it. piece of shit, and I just needed you to, like, suss him out.
0: Well, they call that the sandbag.
1: It's in yes. the name. It's uh, in the name.
0: <laughs> Ryan, let's take a quick break and then jump into what the youngins are up to in Miami. How do you feel about that? Do it! Ryan, while Sandy is dealing with Bobby and the Nana... Uh, Seth is trying to teach Ryan how to hang out with really old dudes and play shuffleboard and hustle the old men at shuffleboard until Mary Sue, granddaughter of Mary Ellen, just wants to hang out the fellas. Talk about Mary Sue, if you would.
1: So Mary Sue comes up and she is played by the late, I'm going to assume, great uh, Jamie King, who in the late 90s, early 2000s was going to be a superstar and then just sort of went away. She says that her name is, I'm sorry again, Mike, what is her name?
0: Mayor Sue. and Granddaughter of Mary Ellen.
1: And she is one of, if not the most, innocent people who have ever been born. She says, hey guys, uh, could you hang out with me and help me out? Because I only have innocent intentions for you. Mm
0: -hmm. And Ryan's bullshit radar is going off. Because she is very good at shuffleboard. Warning there, she is... Southern and hitting on Seth, and there's a warning there. He just like clocks her instantly as fast as Sandy clocks Bobby.
1: Ryan at one point, and this might be Atwood's gotta Atwood, uh uh, like all of a sudden the phone is in his hand and he's calling and he's like, Hey, I just feel like that I should be to Marissa. I feel like that I wish I was home and with you. Like there's so much there's so much like shenanigans about to happen that like he starts to shrivel (laughs) up and call.
0: a heavy gross humid teen hormone
1: I got to say it's it's really weird but I got to say that it feels like that we just went to the final commercial and now we're back from the final commercial and I am worried about what is about to happen
0: uh Mary Sue says she needs after after just trouncing them at shuffleboard says she needs a dance partner for their MTV spring break uh and Ryan's just like what kind of dance partner and it it turns out uh that the dance is she will be covered in whipped cream and needs Seth to lick it off of her because she can't find anybody to do this. And they will get $5,000. And she keeps upping what that money will help her do. It'll help her grandma stay in that home. It'll help her pay for college. All right. So let's, uh, let's
1: talk about Jamie King at this point. Is she trying to get Seth murdered? Is she trying to like do a breakup in an interesting way? Is it just all about getting on TV? What is her plan here?
0: I don't think so. Eventually we find out that her boyfriend and a bunch of other Bible thumping friends of his uh, are, are looking for her and any guy she's with. I don't know if she knows they're in town. I do. Th- I think she's rebelling from her bible school, school uh, and does want money for something. We never know what for. Uh, maybe it is to pay for school, Nana, but she, she definitely wants, I think she wants attention. She wants to be on TV, but I don't think the violence is the goal. Uh but Seth is like, yeah, I'll, I'll lick the whipped cream off your body. and you eat the chair of your mouth. Uh, and then I think he, no, Ryan says to him, like, Ryan's not trying to stop him, which is like a good friend, like, you shouldn't do this, but I'm not going to physically stop you. You just like, hope Summer doesn't pay that cable bill. Because this is a clear, we're on a break situation.
1: And they should pivot from the situation.
0: Yeah, they should pivot straight away from there. Uh, but like I do like Seth when he finds out like how filthy it's gonna be tries to back out his excuse is I'm lactose intolerant
1: <laughs> and he keeps saying like hey I don't know if you're the person I'm supposed to be because I can't I don't want to do this but I can't tell you that I don't want to do this so I'm gonna yeah. remain in this limbo the entire time whereas speaking of Atwood's got Atwood Ryan the entire time is like hey just so you know I'm not involved and never would I be I would never, never be in this I. situation.
0: He calls Marissa there while he's watching Seth lick off this girl, and he's like, you should keep Summer away from the TV, and then Summer hears a drunk girl hit on him and then puke, and her response is like, that wasn't the nano. Like, again,
1: she's so laid back and chill. About. Yeah, you want to talk about security in your relationship, uh, Seth thinks he has it all and has none of it, and he's about to go on TV and prove it, but uh, Ryan, like, Marissa has every right to be like, what the fuck is going on over there? And she doesn't at all. She's like, ha, 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 spring break is crazy, right? <laughs>
0: That pukey girl wanted to make out with you, but you won't. Because uh, he is a fucking Camelotian knight.
1: Do you have any spring break stories like this? Were you ever in no. a situation where you were at this point?
0: No, n- literally never. Like, I think because the, the difference between uh, TV Seth and you and I is we were a real Seth. So there's no situation where we ever ended up near this kind of thing.
1: I feel like uh, there's been times where I saw this kind of thing from like two blocks away. You know like okay. I saw it going on like I was two blocks away from the beach and then I looked at the beach and everybody was like screaming and having a good time and I was like oh wow they they're having fun which means I'm having fun driver driver get me, me home
0: <laughs> and it's just your friend on the huffy cuz you're on his pegs uh Ryan while while all the shenanigans are going up on stage and we'll get to swerve the host of all of this in your a second yo bananas yo bananas yo bananas uh, no, let's talk about Swerf right now. Uh, when we introduce him, he, he has like the, the the bucket hat and all like matching uh, baggy shorts and t shirt that matches his bucket hat. And he goes, Sploosh, 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 I'm Swerf, spring break off the chain and totally go bananas, go bananas, go bananas. And you're like, surely that ridiculous thing will never be heard again. And then 13 times this episode, everything go bananas, go bananas, go bananas.
1: You think that uh, he is doing a thing that is like uh, early. 2000s right like that's from the first decade of the 2000s he's doing that thing but it is not 2004 and it is not 2006 he is somehow being the most 2005 character that i've ever seen (laughs) mike do you know who this person is
0: no i is he is it jesse
1: jesse (laughs) the the,
0: vj from mtv
1: (laughs) who probably died homeless uh (laughs) uncredited swerve was played by brett harrison who that? brett harrison was the geeky guy from grounded from life The star of uh, The Loop.
0: My favorite guy, Reaper?
1: He was the star of Reaper. He was at this point going out with Rachel Bilson, and he's one of the few people who have ever been in the OC and the movie Orange County at the same time.
0: And he was a different character on the OC. He He was? was Danny, who went too big. Oh, my
1: God. That's that's Yo Bananas, Yo Bananas, Yo Bananas, Yo Bananas. Bananas.
0: Okay. Headcanon, same character. He leaves after being embarrassed for being too big and then found his fame with MTV because all they want is big.
1: I just want to point out that some of you listening are like, George Clooney, that's my favorite actor, or uh, Robert Pattinson, that's my favorite actor. But if you were born on the exact day that Mike was, (laughs) your favorite actor is Brett Harrison and you are a fanboy.
0: I'm so nervous of meeting this guy because for the first time, he'll be freaked out that anybody knows his filmography.
1: What if he was all over you? Like, host of the OCD, oh my God, can I talk to you?
0: Then we just sniff each other's butts like two awesome dogs at a dog park.
1: But like all cool and shit? Like, oh, casual sniff butts, go around in a circle. No one's sniffing anything. Go bananas,
0: go bananas. I don't even know bananas. Go bananas, go
1: bananas, go bananas.
0: So, So while Ryan's watching all this happen... He uh, overhears, like, a loud corn-fed looking boy uh, who's talking about how he's looking for his girlfriend who's there to m- and modestly reveal her body for money. Just so Southern. And he's like, I think she's cheating on me with whoever her partner is sin in.
1: And this guy goes to, just like uh, Jamie King does, Bob Jones University. Mm-hmm. This is a real school where ah. this this guy named Bob Jones made a school named after himself where people just, like, go and, like,
0: Pray, go bananas,
1: pray sometimes, and then also go to classes. Bob Jones University is for big, like thugger Jesus loving guys.
0: Yeah, these guys are scary looking, and they're like, "We're gonna murder her for having <laughs> sexual freedom. We're gonna murder whoever's next to her." Uh, and then while he's giving that speech, and Ryan's like, "Oh no!" Uh, the co-host of Go Bananas says, "Let's see which one of these four guys is truly whipped." That's which pixie. is way more clever than MTV has a right to be.
1: And what is the name of this channel? Like, they go out of... B4-3? Yeah, they go out of their way to not say MTV. It would have just been easier if they said MTV.
0: Uh, and then we, we kind of get cut, twos. Like, the guys run up. Seth wins. Uh, Seth and, and I guess Mary Sue, she also wins by standing there. And you think he's going to get murdered and Ryan runs up and there's no security at MTV before. And next we see him. They basically just tart and feathered him with whipped cream and cherries. Yeah. It was it's just kind of weirdly licking his arm.
1: I, I I expected him to just be like raped to death with a cucumber, and he just got like a little more whipped cream than he already had on him.
0: Yeah, like, and I think that's just how pure of heart those Bible boys were. I'm sure they did something horrific and ostracizing to Mary Sue, but Seth got away. All up. they did
1: was show show him like uh footage of. His mom and Carter in the kitchen kissing, and like I think that fucks Seth up more than anything else. You need,
0: and so it wasn't whipped cream; it was his own sploosh. <laughs> it was his own sploosh, his very own. Uh, and that's all the shenanigans, Miami and Ryan. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for tonight. No,
1: Mike, I'm not fucking around. We did not talk about so many things.
0: We didn't talk about Summer and Zach and they're eating gnocchi. Gnocchi. We didn't talk about Marissa and Trey and Jess. Oh my and god! Just all the Normal times they certainly will have. I'm
1: pretty sure Marissa and Trey went on a normal date, like everyone would enjoy.
0: And uh, we didn't get to the awards, but all that will happen. Uh, next week. Until then, thank you to the holophonics. Go to yourpopfilter.com, yourpopfilter.com, slash, Amazon, Patreon.com, slash, yourpopfilter to help us out at yourpopfilter on Twitter and Instagram. Email us contact at yourpopfilter.com. If you've been to Bob Jones University and want to talk about us, this will suddenly become a hard hitting NPR style show. God damn, I want to talk to
1: you. If you went to Bob Jones University and you want to find Greg at a bar and say that I'm going to kick the shit out of Mike and Ryan and tell Greg that, I would like to see what Greg would do because I bet it's nothing. I bet he just did.
0: Tell him our address. And then run in the other direction. Uh, have a great week. Until then, stay gay, Dads, and get me those Green Lantern JPEG Go Bananas! bananas go Bananas! Go Bananas! Go bananas. bananas.